Hello and welcome to Hymns We Love. My name is Steve Kramer and I help with connections in Claygate with my wife Pippa. And that's where Hymns We Love first began. We're in the season of Easter and so today are listening to that wonderful Easter hymn, Thine Be the Glory, Risen Conquering Son. And through it, we'll explore the incredible events from 2,000 years ago when Jesus was raised from the dead. Together we'll sing the hymn and then look to see what we can learn from it and from its author. We'll then sing the hymn again before ending with a short prayer for ourselves and for those around us in these difficult times. In total, it should take around 20 minutes. But don't worry, this call isn't costing you anything. So please feel free to relax and listen. Let's hear it now. And if you know the words, you're very welcome to sing along as loudly as you like.
Imagine the scene 2,000 years ago. Early on that first Easter Sunday morning, the followers of Jesus were devastated and hidden away, fearful of what lay ahead. All their hopes for a wonderful future seemed shattered, because Jesus, their master and teacher from God, in whom they'd put their faith and hope, whom they'd loved and followed, was now dead. Early that morning, the disciples Peter and John were together when suddenly Mary Magdalene arrived shouting that someone had moved Jesus' body but she didn't know where. Peter and John immediately ran to the tomb and there they found the folded grave clothes where Jesus' body should have been. And although John believes something special had happened, Peter was just even more confused. Certainly neither Peter nor Mary nor John at this point could respond with the sense of victory and joy with which we've just sung. But over the coming hours, their encounters with the risen Jesus took each of them on a journey from a place of utter despair and grief to one of joy, filled with confidence, faith and hope for a future to be spent with the risen Jesus. And this is the journey that Edmund Budry, who wrote this wonderful, inspiring hymn, takes us on today. From the empty tomb with the rolled away stone and folded grave clothes, through Jesus' appearance to his disciples in the locked room, where he scatters their fear and gloom, to his promise as our glorious Prince of Life, to bring us safe through Jordan to our home above, through the trials and challenges of life, to an eternity safe by his side. Edmund Budry was born in Vevey in Switzerland in 1854. Veve is a small, pretty town on the shores of Lake Geneva and has been home to Charlie Chaplin, the writer Graham Greene and actor James Mason, amongst many others. More pertinently, perhaps, at this time of year, it was also here in the 1870s that a man named Henri Nestlé first helped invent milk chocolate. But whilst milk chocolate was being developed in his hometown, Edmund Budry had moved to nearby Lausanne to study theology becoming a free church pastor at the age of 27, before returning a few years later to Veve, where he remained a pastor until 1923, retiring nine years before his death at the age of 78. He wrote and translated a number of hymns, but this is by far his most famous, which he wrote specifically to go with this wonderful rousing tune composed by George Handel 140 years earlier. Budry knew that the resurrection of Jesus is at the centre of the Christian faith. Without it, his belief would be meaningless. St Paul himself said, If Christ did not rise from the dead, then our trust in God is worthless. But equally, Jesus did rise from the dead on that first Easter morning. The implications are breathtaking. And everything the Bible says about Jesus is true. God can be trusted. Forgiveness is possible. Death is defeated and heaven is attainable. And that is why the reality of seeing and knowing a risen Jesus so transformed the lives of those disciples that morning. And that's why we and they can sing so confidently, Endless is the victory, thou, O death, hast won. But, as we just reflected, the journey that first Easter morning didn't start so confidently. Since the trauma of his public and agonising death on Friday afternoon, 
everything now appeared lost to the followers of Jesus. Grieving, fearful and defeated, they were not expecting a miracle and weren't ready for one. But Jesus came gently and personally to each of them that day, meeting them at their point of need and turning their grief into joy, their fear into confidence and their defeat into victory. Mary was the first to see Jesus. She had lingered outside the tomb when Peter and John returned to Jerusalem. We don't know why she stayed. Perhaps she just wanted to be near the last place she had seen Jesus. But we do know that this is where Jesus comes to her, on her own, and gently speaks her name, Mary. She immediately recognises his voice, turns towards him and cries out, Teacher! It was not until Jesus speaks her name that Mary recognises him. But the moment he does, she knows it's him because his voice is full of love for her. Sometimes seeing is not believing, loving is. The disciples also needed to encounter Jesus that day and to see him. So although Mary is sent by Jesus to tell them all that has just happened, the apostle to the apostles, as she is often called, they all, including Peter and John, seem to struggle to believe her story. And we find them that evening still fearful and hiding behind locked doors. And this is where Jesus comes and stands among them. He doesn't tell them off for their lack of belief or for not understanding all his teaching over the past three years. He simply greets them. Peace be with you. And then he shows them his wounded hands and his side. Whilst Mary just needed to hear her name, the disciples needed a bit more. They needed to see Jesus. They needed him to show them his scars and they needed to hear his voice. And Jesus meets them exactly where they were at. They didn't need to leave their room. They didn't need to resolve their questions and fears. They didn't need to go to the temple or follow a religious program. Instead, Jesus came to them in their weakness and fear, just as they were. And as they saw and experienced the risen Jesus, so their fear and despair disintegrated and were replaced by astonishment and delight. As we just sung, lovingly he greets us, scatters fear and gloom. And what about you and I? I suspect that many of us feel a bit like the disciples at the moment. For very different reasons, we're also locked inside our houses, shut off from the world around us, possibly feeling lonely, isolated and fearful. But the story of Easter assures us that the risen Jesus still wants to come to you and to me, to stand before us, to speak our name, to show us his love demonstrated through his scars from the cross and to gently call us to believe and to follow. He's not deterred by our questions or our doubts. He will meet us just where we are. Over the coming days, we'll explore together who Jesus is through five well-loved hymns. And I'd love it if you come on that journey with me. Together, we will find a Jesus who is not afraid of our doubts or our fears, but who calls us by name, who shows, who explains, who welcomes and who forgives. And if we place our trust in the risen Jesus, put our lives in his nail-scarred hands, he will scatter our fears and gloom. He will aid us in our strife and bring us safe through Jordan to our home above. 
and then together we can all proclaim thine be the glory risen conquering son endless is the victory thou o'er death hast won is Pippa and I lead Connections which is where Hymns We Love first began. I'm now going to pray two short prayers as we finish our time together today. Please feel free to join me. Dear Lord, thank you that no matter where I am today you are able to find me, to come by my side and to call me by my name. Thank you that you are not put off by my doubts, anger, 
or fears, but will always welcome me just as I am. Help me now to put my trust in you, knowing that being held in your arms is the safest place to be in this time of trouble. I ask, Lord, that over the coming days, you would help me draw close to you, listen to your voice, and come to know just how much you love me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And now, let's pray for those around us in these difficult times. Dear Heavenly Father, in this time of lockdown and pandemic, we pray for our world, our nation, our communities and ourselves. We pray for all those in authority, both in our own country and across the world, and ask that you give them wisdom, vision, strength and humility to lead wisely and compassionately at this difficult time. We pray for all those working hard and risking their lives to help others at the moment, in particular those working in the NHS, in care homes, in medical research and in the community supporting the sick and the elderly. Please strengthen them and protect them. Give them skill, empathy and resilience to enable them to keep caring and supporting others. We pray for all those who are sick and ask that they may know your presence in their isolation and your peace in their turmoil. For those who are grieving, we ask you, dear Lord, to bring them comfort in their loss and your hope in the depths of their despair. We now pause to name before you those who we know are frail sick or grieving. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves and ask that you would protect and sustain us in mind, in body and in spirit and that we would know your peace each step of the way through these dark days. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for calling Daily Hope. Please call again tomorrow or press zero to return to the main menu.